of Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. And you just heard Intervention by Rella. Hey everyone, hope you're all enjoying all the incredible singles dropping this month. Some of my favorites have included Rap Boys, Snarls, Francis Quinlan, and there's just so much more, so many great albums coming out. And I gotta tell you, I'm thankful to all the blogs, publicists, and labels who are working to get all this awesome music to us, to where we can hear these songs before the album's released, or really just make it accessible to everybody. So that's awesome. And with that, there's also an incredible amount of music that's new, and then there's also stuff that's new to me that I'm discovering. And a lot of that is thanks to actually Corkscrew Records, a new label out of Lausanne, Switzerland, run by Tanvi Anand. And while in school and also marching for climate change on the weekend, uh, Tanvi is working on compilations of artists from all over the world. She joined this week to share how she put together her first compilation, how she's creating her first label out of her own bedroom, and what she loves about independent music, and so much more. So with that, 
let's hear some music off of Corkscrew Records Comp by Indigo Honey and then dig into the interview. Hi, Mr. Carlson. persuasion how are things all the way in Lausanne oh uh things are great uh I actually went to the climate march yesterday um it's the youth climate movement is so big Uh, Greta Thunberg was there it was great Uh, it's very cold there's lots of snow um but things are things are good I mean living in Lausanne it's kind of isolating because there are not that many people but yesterday I was at the march there were thousands of people it was actually crazy that's amazing. And wow, what an opportunity to be in front of somebody like Greta, who just is like really leading a really strong movement right now that our world desperately needs. Yeah, I mean, it's, she's the voice of our generation. She's the voice of um, the Gen Z. So it was really inspiring just seeing her. And she just marched with the rest of us, really. It was great. That's so cool. And like, yeah, whenever you see somebody who's got kind of like this big, almost like feels like celebrity presence these days because she's talking in front of so many important people and stuff to have her among you in that way. It probably just feels really empowering too. Yeah, it does. It really does. And I think her story is amazing. I mean, she's, she's what, 17, 18, I'm not exactly sure. And she's, she's organized such a huge movement. It's great. It's really inspiring. Oh, I can imagine. So, especially now that you're starting to kind of find your voice you're starting to put together projects that mean something to you. So I'm sure that inspires like creativity and efforts to do your own projects in that way. Yeah, it really does. It's great to see young people coming out and speaking for what they're passionate about. You're running your own like project as Corkscrew Records. That's phenomenal. And you're a teenager doing this out of your bedroom? Yeah, basically. uh, Well, I'm in my bedroom right now. Um, I love your art. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah um, I mean, I really like music. As you can see, there's like Sonic Youth, Jason, <laughs> all these cool bands. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it started really, it started as a school project, first of all. So we, we, were, we had this project, we could start whatever we wanted to, and we could have a supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm involved in this school newspaper, and I felt that... Um, that it's basically a physics teacher who runs it but he's really passionate about music and he's really passionate about teenagers starting something they like to do so I asked hey do you want to be my supervisor and he said yes and then he was like okay so what do you want to do how are you going to do this mm-hmm. and I sort of talked through it and it was interesting to see okay I came up with the concept I came up with what 
my goal was. And then I said, okay, so this is how I'm going to do this. That's so cool. What was your initial goal that you set out with whenever you were putting together your first compilation? Um, I just wanted, I think Corkscrew Records, what we want to do is we want to make the DIY music scene, we want to sort of give underrepresented voices a platform. And through the compilations, uh, we basically just want to find interesting voices from all over the world. So uh, what we did basically to get artists, we just put out a post on Instagram mm -hmm. and a post on Twitter. And then there were all these interesting artists. They emailed me and they shared all of their stories and then they shared their music with me. And I was like, wow, this is great. Um, maybe you should try putting something out with us. Mm -hmm. So lots of the artists who are on our label, they usually, they're either in high school or college. Mm -hmm. and I think having a young, having young voices out there is really important especially when it comes to music, things like that. So from the get-go, I knew that my goal was diversity and also getting young voices out there. That's so amazing that you were able to connect with so many different people. Um, to kind of backtrack a little bit, how did you um, first become involved in independent music? Because, I mean, you are clearly interested in a lot of really awesome bands. Um, so I last year of middle school, I was really, really... I felt really isolated in a way and I couldn't find my own community. I mean, at school, I'm not really, I don't really, I don't really fit into a set group. I'm not so much a athlete or anything like that. And I'm not so much a classic rock nerd either. So I was just basically going through Spotify and this playlist called Riot Girl. I was like, wow, what is this? And it was, um, I was introduced to Bikini Kill, Zeta Kinney, priests for some reason I'm not sure why they were on there but they're a great band and it was great so I really got into Slater Kinney that year and I had listened to it for listened to them for almost 54 hours that year I was wow. like wow and it was great to see that there were there were women non-binary folks out there creating music and speaking out about what they felt was wrong so I really found that inspiring and yeah. Yeah, and through that, I found out about zines and stuff like that, and girls making things, making objects and making art, and I find art to be very powerful now. Oh, I can imagine so, because you're kind of seeing the end result, the people feeling like their voices are being shared and heard in that way, and it touched you, so I'm sure it made you want to share your own kind of voice in that way, too. Yeah, it did. Um, I think... That year, I made my first zine. It was a really bad zine, mind you. It was, um, it was something like a woman in punk. Mm -hmm. it's kind of a hated topic. Now, it's, I can't just compartmentalize women and put them into one sort of zine or whatever. They're much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was interesting because I figured out, okay, this is how you make one. And I, it was just a way for me to talk about all the bands that really inspired me. I love that. And that's so cool that you're like, as you're putting these things together, you're kind of learning more about yourself, more about the different like communities within independent music and stuff. Cause uh, the more that you research and I'm sure you get hooked into that stuff, you want to like build more and learn more. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I really like to do sometimes, it's kind of my pastime is I like to make playlists mm -hmm. and I like to look at different small brands from scenes all over the world 
um, a scene I'm really interested in is the Philly music scene. Yeah. Um, there are some great bands out there. Um, Get Better Records puts out some great Philly bands, um, Empath, Juice, Flory, stuff like that. It's really, it's really great. Um, so from, from now and again, I really look for different areas where they're putting out great music and I can find all these cool bands. That's so awesome. Yeah, Philly's got a great scene from my understanding and like all the bands that come out of there are just incredibly gifted and everybody seems like, you know, uh, they, they're all working toward a lot of the same things when it comes to like inclusion and also um, just kind of like building on each other when it comes to like skills and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I've heard as well. It seems like a very open and accepting scene. Um, what kind of drew you toward like a lot of the North American independent music? Because I noticed that there's a lot of that throughout your compilation. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I feel like in North America, there's, I feel like there's a huge difference between the European independent scene and the North American independent music scene. The European scene seems to be a lot smaller mm. um, from my understanding. I'm not sure how true that is. But it's a lot, it's accessibility, I think. I think mm. it's a lot more, the music coming out from North America is a lot more accessible. But I would say on my compilation itself, um, I'd say that it's, it's a fair mix. It's really artists from everywhere and anywhere. Mm. Um, for example, we have an artist, um, Maeve, she's, she's actually, she lives in India. Yeah, I and saw that. We have, we have a couple in the UK. And then we have, a couple in America as well, but they're really from all over America. It's not one specific city. Yeah, it seems like you were able to get a really far reach and stuff. Um, how did you feel when people immediately like started responding to your posts on social media, like that they were interested? I was surprised, honestly. I expected it to go nowhere um, because this was really, I, I'm very new to this. I have no idea. I'm kind of wingy it at the moment, but I'm, I, I just, I was just so surprised and I was so happy that people actually wanted to make something and they liked my message and they said, okay, I want to release music with you. I just felt happy and I felt inspired by them, really. Yeah, absolutely. I would be too at that point when I'd be getting that kind of like motivated response from people. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy at how people have responded to it. Mm -hmm. um we're very much in our baby steps I've I've learned a lot from releasing a compilation album I've realized that maybe I shouldn't have released in December it's kind of a death time because there's it's kind of the dead of winter people are preparing for Christmas and Harry Styles dropped his album at the same time <laughs> um and but it was the response I received was really surprising I didn't expect it to reach so many people and I didn't expect it to resonate with so many people either. It's funny because I've always had this attitude now ever since Jeff Rosenstock dropped his album on like New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day that like if Jeff can do it anybody can as far as like doing that like awkward timing for like a new release. So that's so awesome that you did move forward with December though because like that's the time of year I feel like things almost start to get weird and almost too quiet with independent music. I found myself getting restless toward like the end of the year, if anything. So finding your comp was like, yay, morning music. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. Really, I really appreciate it. Um, I've been trying to, 
I've been sending my compilation out to almost everyone, like my family, my mm -hmm. uncles and aunts, and then my teachers. Um, some of my teachers have really liked it. Yeah, what's the response been like from everyone? So it's been surprising. I mean, I it's sort of just been my little thing. I didn't really expect people to be interested in it, but it was because Bandcamp gives you a lot of data as to where your listeners are. And I was just so surprised at how many American people were liking it. And it wasn't just people within my community, it was within the artists' communities. And it was, it was honestly just random people, not random people, but people I've had no link to ever, mm -hmm. just buying it and listening to it. So it was, it's just interesting to see where your listeners are and where, what their backgrounds are. Absolutely. And like one of the things I noticed in like your bio, as well as like when you kind of first introduced yourself kind of to me, is that diversity is just something that you really emphasized with the compilation and your overall kind of like goal for the label. Um, what kind of motivated you to say this is the absolute focus? This is what we're doing. There's no there's no way around it. We're, we're focusing on diversity. Um, well, I think this was sort of a very personal thing to me because I'm so when I got into Riot Girl circa eighth grade, circa middle around middle school, I was like, wow, this is great. Uh, but then I was like, but I, can I go deeper? Are there any bands led by people of color? Mm -hmm. Is it is it just really this white? So I really tried looking for for punk bands and DIY bands that that sort of weren't led by white people, and I really struggled. Um, it was hard to find non-cis white people, even even recently, unless you unless you dig a lot deeper. Mm -hmm. But it's but these days it's a lot easier than finding '90s bands and the like. But I just felt that more more people need to really get out there, and there needs to be it, it needs to be representative of the human population. I feel, and I feel like having a diverse label and allowing people to really speak out is important mm -hmm. you know because it's important to understand different perspectives regardless of your background and it's important to it's important to be a good listener first and foremost I feel yeah absolutely because I think you're accomplishing that I know you introduced even me who makes a point to find a lot of like different diverse acts and in independent music to so many artists that I'm now excited about like Indigo Honey was a big one that I was like, yes, this is an incredibly gifted artist. Like they're, yeah. they're, the music that they put out is amazing. I'm excited to hear more from them because I saw that they're teasing putting out like an EP and all this stuff. And like um, I'd heard of Take Care, but I didn't like sit down and listen to Take Care as clearly as I did whenever I heard them on your compilation. I'm like, this is amazing. And you've given me a list of really awesome artists that I'd never heard of. And like, I want to go support now. Yeah, um, Indigo Honey are great. Um, I actually met the, the guitarist Luke in a, we had, there's a, basically we made a group chat of Slater Kinney fans and oh. Luke was there. Um, so it's been great to see how social media can help you find all these artists and take care. Um, she was, uh, sorry, they were a, a snail mail fan oh. and, um, so it was interesting. So they were. It was interesting to see that people liked, people like who like the same music as I do, create art. 
Yeah, at that point, it's like, you know, you have this thing in common, these bands like Snail Mail and such, where it's like, yeah, we both really like these things. And whenever you get to know their art, you know how to support them and, and build up that friendship in that way, too, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's great to see that art is really a sort of social glue. It sticks mm -hmm. people together, brings people together, really. I, I love that. Me too. And that's really cool that you were able to kind of be a part of that glue in that way, but putting all these artists together and such. Um, so once everybody started kind of responding to you over social media, how did you kind of organize and contact and plan everything? Because I've never put together a compilation. That's something I'd like to do someday, but I want to hear from somebody who's done it. <laughs> it's lots of emails. Yeah? <laughs> it was email after email after email. I, was, I, I kept emailing people. I was like, okay, so here's our release schedule. Um, can I please have your demo? Can I please have your final product? Mm -hmm. And then I'll put it out. And then I sent group emails saying, hey, so this is what it looks like. Are people happy? So it, it's really just a lot, a lot of emails. I cannot <laughs> stress this enough. And because everyone has different timelines, you can't force art out of an artist. Um, I feel, yes, we, we started in around September, October. Oh, wow. And it came out in December. So I really had to work with people's timelines and make sure I could get something that I was satisfied with. That's a great timeline for you, though, to get that together within about three months is impressive. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was it was hard, I would say, but I'm, I think that it must have been hardest for the artists because they needed to have the confidence to put out their art in the first place. Um, some of them had never released music on such a wide platform before. So it's really on them. I'm actually really proud of everyone who contributed. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single song on that compilation is brilliant. And like I said, it gets me excited to go discover more of what these artists are created and are creating and everything. So that's really exciting. And it's great. It sounds like you did a great job kind of like pushing along your project, but also kind of motivating the artists, encouraging them in that way, too. Yeah, I hope I've motivated them enough to continue creating music. I hope so. <laughs> uh, that's my dream, because all of them really do have something special. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. I love that. What was like the best part of creating the compilation for you? I think the best part was looking at all the different components because I really started everything from scratch. So um, everything from the cover. Um, firstly, the cover was designed by my friend Jane. She goes to my school. Uh, she, she loves designing. So I asked her, hey, do you want to help me out? And she was like, sure. Um, and then um, from the tracks to, I made these small promotional release posts on Instagram mm -hmm. with information on each artist. Um, and that came from user feedback. I really cannot stress how important um, getting feedback from an audience is. It's, it helped me so much. Um, yeah, so everything was really, everything, every single step of creating the compilation was getting people in my community to respond to it and give me feedback on how to improve it. That's really cool though. And that's great that you kind of let it be a community project in that way of like, as people were telling you different things, you were able to kind of shape the compilation further. Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, I feel like if you create a project, you always need to see, okay, next time, how can I make it, if I ever release something like this in the future, how can I make it 
the best it's ever been. So I'm always trying to find ways where I can improve as a improve both as an individual and improve my label. So I've I've I sent out a feedback form to my artists to ask them is there anything I can improve on next time for me to be a more artist friendly label. That's really cool. And that's really great that you did that because I don't know that everybody takes the time to like connect with um, the people that they've collaborated with and get solicit that feedback, see how they can get even better at what they're doing. So that's so awesome because that just means each time you do a compilation going forward, they're only going to get better. Yeah, I hope so. That's the goal. <laughs> I really love the little profiles that you did put out there for each artist and stuff too, because I think intrigued me all the more because I always like to get to know the person behind whatever type of art they're working on or what kind of project they're working on in that way. Cause um, it gave me insight into who they are, where they're located, um, what's next, stuff like that is so cool. Yeah, I think as an artist, there's two things that are really important. First, it's your music and then it's your story. What are you trying to tell through your music and who are you? So um, I think as a label, we've been, we've been really pushing stories. Uh, we, we're firstly a music label, but then we really like to, we, we tell stories as well. I mean, music does tell stories. So we want to, we love to see who's behind the music, things like that. I, I mean, every, that. yeah, I mean, everyone is interesting if they don't realize it. They might not realize that they're very interesting, but they all have something very interesting about them. I, I agree, especially whenever it comes to like people who are putting the effort to expand their creative abilities in that way. There's always something that's driving that or motivating them. Yeah, I think so. Um, if we look at some of the artists, for example, uh, Bryce of Typical Seasons. Um, he's really inspired by Bright Eyes, um, Connor Oberst, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, and Julian Baker and Elliot Smith and stuff like that. And you can really hear it in his music. Mm -hmm. You can hear the guitar bass. It's very guitar based. Absolutely. And yeah, whenever you find out the influences of an artist, it kind of like becomes almost like an audio puzzle in that way, where it's like you get to yeah. find all the pieces that kind of shaped that person and how the song kind of came to be in that way. Yeah, exactly. I think an interesting one is Cade. They, Cade of Lydia Dietz, they released mm -hmm. a song Moving, which is actually a Kate Bush cover. And they're really, a, they're a Boston punk, mm -hmm. to put it in two words. They're, they're really into their local punk scene. They're, they are a punk musician through and through. Their inspirations are Slater Kinney, mm -hmm. Bikini Kill, Team Dresh, bands like that. And you can hear it in their music. And they really took a pop song and turned it into a really raw punk piece. I love hearing that. Well, awesome. I'm excited to dig into these artists more and more just because, like I said, you really set some really great talents in front of me that I'm so excited to dig into more and I'm probably going to invite a number of these folks onto the podcast just because of like what you've shared with me. Yeah, that would be great. I think they would, they love, I think some of them love to speak about um, their stories and I think it's, I think it's interesting to have young people putting out music mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Thank you so much. Thank you for putting, thank you for giving us a platform. Absolutely. Same goes to you, because that's exactly what you're doing. Um, what are some goals that you'd like to accomplish with like Corkscrew Records over time? I think, well, our ultimate goal, as you mentioned, is diversity. We want to put out 
voices out there. We want to put out people of color um, and non-men mostly. That's our that's our main goal. Um, so I've I've now gone into instead of artists coming to me, I've gone to try and find my own artist through Bandcamp, through social media stuff like that, and hear their music and read their stories, and then. I want to release more focused work. So works by individual artists and the like. Um, so my goals in the future are definitely releasing individual albums, EPs, mm -hmm. singles, but the compilations are going to be there for a very long time. I love to hear that. And that's really great that you want to put that effort into finding people and really finding ways to motivate and like uh, help them build up their careers in that way too. It gives them that first home. Yeah, I think so. I think um, having a small project like this is it's it's great because it allows you to test the waters a bit. See, is music really what you want to do? Mm -hmm. And then it allows you to see what it's like having your music out on a platform and having people listen to it and dealing with response and stuff like that. Right. And you get to be the one that kind of supports them throughout the entire process in that way, um, whether it's through social media or helping them promote whatever. Yeah, um, hopefully I'm doing a good job of that. But um, I, I always try and check, double check with the artist to see, is this, is this what you want? Is this what you're okay with? Yeah, that's the most important part, hearing them out and supporting what they need and what they're asking for. So that's so great that you have that like intuition for that already. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, um, are you working on anything in particular for Corkscrew Records this year? This year. So I've reached out to an artist. They're honestly amazing. I was blown away when I heard when I heard what what they're putting out. And I reached out to them and they said, sure, I'd love to release something with you. Oh, cool. um, I'll completely let you I'll totally let you know when it when we're official about things and mm -hmm. what exactly is coming out. But I'm as as we are a bedroom based label and as we all do have our um we have our own lives that we need to continue with. It's it's hard to incorporate it's hard to take out the time for this. Mm -hmm. But honestly in the future I'd love to spend more time on stuff like this and put out more releases each year. But at the moment we really just don't have the the time or the resources to put out maybe more than five, six releases a year. Hey, that's still incredible, especially for a smaller label. So that's a great goal to have. And I'm excited for you to start to put out your first releases in that way. That sounds amazing. And I'm excited for you. Um, can't wait for the announcement. That's for sure. Thank you. It's great to have um, people interested and people excited. It's really nice to hear. Thank you. Of course. Um, so I'm going to put a twist on a question I ask usually toward the end of every interview. And like, if you could work with any three artists that are currently active, um, that you could work with as Corkscrew Records, who would that be? Who would you want to collaborate with? Wow. Um, huh, I've never thought about that. Um, I, I really love, there's this, band that I really love. They're um they're in the they're from Washington DC. They're called Bokai. Oh I love Bokai. Uh, yeah. I love them so much and I love their music. Collaborating with them would be an absolute dream. Um 
and there's another band from the UK. They're called the Tuts. Okay. Uh, um, they make basically power pop, pop, pop punk. They are just so cool and they're just so nice. I absolutely love them. And then there's another UK band um, called Big Joni. Mm. Um, their music is so amazing, so catchy, and I love what they're doing within their scene. That's so awesome. Well, if anybody's listening, please reach out to Tombi, <laughs> especially Bakai. I know Bakai listens from time to time because that would be so amazing for you. And yeah, I always like to put that into the universe for everybody to be able to connect and support each other in independent music. So sounds like really great people that you're hoping to work with at some point. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> we're still very, very small. I mean, it's still a very bedroom based thing, but hopefully it can grow to something. Yeah, well, when you're starting out, yeah, when you're starting out, the sky's the limit, that's for sure. Yeah. That's so awesome. I think there's also a sort of sense of optimism, Mm -hmm. Um, not only with me, but it's just among my generation, we've we've realized that we can, we can do it. We can do anything we want to do. So I'm, I I hope, I hope uh, as long as I put my mind to it, I guess anything is possible. Just have to work hard enough. That's like the best focus and the best attitude you can have, honestly, is just put in the work and you can make anything happen that you want to for yourself. That's so cool. Yeah, I think um, I'm really grateful for my parents because they, they really create such a supportive environment. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mother bought me a guitar for my birthday once and the guy at the music store was like, you know, what you're doing is very powerful. You're, you recognize that your kid has a passion and you've you've helped your kid with that passion. Mm-hmm. And then that really opened my eyes. It's like, wow, um, my parents really do care about what I do from time to time. <laughs> That's so special, especially when you're a teenager. Sometimes it's hard to feel like you've got that support system there, but it's it's important that your parents are doing that for you. And that's so awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm really grateful to have them. I think it's, 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 a, it's a form of privilege as well. Mm-hmm. I I feel like people need to recognize that they're privileged to have the family that they have. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Well, I'm glad that they continue to support you. And I'm sure that they're excited for you as you start to grow with everything you're doing in independent music too. Yeah, they don't, they don't understand some of the music. They don't, I don't think they like some, they don't, they, every, every day on, on, the, on my way to school, I blast punk music in the car. And then, and then my dad said, no, this is enough. Like, I can't take this music anymore. I think I was playing Slater Kinney in the car. My dad was like, stop, this have had enough. Get me a pair of headphones and said, you can listen to your music in peace. <laughs> at, least, at least they're just like, here, just do it on your own. Like, we, we've heard enough of it, but they'll still encourage you. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I've been there. I had the same thing with my parents too. (laughs) That's so awesome. Well, um, since we're kind of entering here a new year, I always like to ask people, what are some of the releases that you're really excited about? What are some albums that you've heard about that are coming that you're like, I can't wait for this to arrive? Oh, um, that's a good one. There's this really good band called Porridge Radio Mm. based in uh, Brighton, I think. They've released two singles so far, one called Lilac and this other one called Sweet. And they have an album, they have an album coming out, I'm not sure when, but 
their music is absolutely amazing. It's so, so textured, but it's so raw at the same time. It's just amazing. And I, I know they're going to be big. And I know this release will mean a lot to them. That's awesome. Well, everybody's gonna have to keep their ears peeled for that because that sounds amazing. Um, so yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of exciting stuff coming this year. And I'm so glad I was able to catch up with you before all the things that come with the new year kind of take up a lot of time for like Corkscrew Records as well as life. So um, yeah, where can everybody keep up with you and Corkscrew Records on the internet? So um, we have a website called corkscrewrecords.com. Um, it, it just has all our information on there, all our links and all our upcoming news, stuff like that. And then our social media is always, we, we're always having something or the other up on there. So those are our main outlets really awesome. to keep updated. Everybody's going to have to keep following you and supporting because I feel like your label's going to do some awesome stuff. Thank you so much for joining, Tombi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
You just heard Take Care. Thank you so much to Tonby for joining and sharing everything that goes into Corkscrew Records, as well as all of these awesome musicians. Be sure to give them a follow and support all the bands from the comp. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry, and share the music of your favorite artists. Let's close it out with Maeve Aiken. Bye for now. Scream for